Hey guys, do you love candles as much as I love candles? If you do, you gotta check out Circle E Candles. I'm telling you, their candles are absolutely my favorites. I have been buying candles from Circle E Candles for over 10 years, and my house always smells amazing. They're triple scented. They're also always running specials, so there's always a good discount on something, or if you buy a certain amount, you can get free shipping. I'm gonna add their link in my show notes so you can go check them out yourself. And guys, seriously, this place is legit. They ship all over the United States. So check them out. They're fantastic. And I wouldn't steer you wrong. You know that. So hey, if I love them, I know you're going to love them. Circle E Candles. You really have to get yourself some. And also let them know you heard about them from me. Welcome to Because I Want to Know, the podcast where we get into people's heads and find out how their choices in life has affected them. My name is Leslie Fear. I'm your host. So let's get into it, shall we? Hey, everyone. Today I'm joined with Anna Hendricks, and she is a spiritual guide. She's a podcaster. The name of her podcast is Soul Driven Podcast, and she is so fascinating. Thank you so much for joining me today, Anna. Thank you, Leslie, for having me. I love the work you do on your podcast. You cover a lot of things, but what really drew me to you was your work with the Akashic Records. I've only heard like a little bit about this, so I'm just as curious about what you have to say about it as I'm sure my listeners are. So can you explain to me what the Akashic Records are and why they're important? Sure. So um, I think a great place you know, to start is just kind of like you mentioned what they are. Um, when I talk to folks about what the Akashic Records are, really kind of depends in regards to what their background is and, and how much experience they have working or about more of the spiritual world, if you will. Right. There is a man named Edgar Casey, and he was kind of the father of introducing the Akashic Records to our modern world. He was a psychologist, he was a clairvoyant, and he has done numerous books about the Akashic Records. Okay. And one of the fascinating things about the records is that depending upon which like reader you speak to, they're going to give you a little bit of a variety on what the records are because we all experience it in different ways. Oh, really? Okay. Um, but I always love going back to what he shared because I feel like it's just a nice, easy definition. And he says that like in the Akashic records, every thought, idea, and action from every past present and future life is stored there forever. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay, <laughs> that's heavy. Huge <laughs> yeah. to like wrap your mind around. <laughs> yeah. But what does that mean to you? I mean, kind of explain that more because that that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The thing that I like telling folks, especially if they have no idea what it is that I'm talking about, just to really bring it down to layman's terms is it's like the cloud, you know, like, like Google Cloud, Apple Cloud, we oh, store right. things there, and when we need it, we can go and get it, and we can pull it down, we can utilize it. You know what I mean? It could be like photos from like 10 years ago, right. recordings, uh, videos, whatever the case may be. We can bring them back into our current and present day, interact with them, and then put them back if we want to, or whatever the case may be. The Akashic Records operate in a very similar way. And what's interesting about the Akashic Records is they've been talked about, like, in every religion throughout history. So, like, oh, really? The Book of Life. Yeah, the Book of Life in the Bible, that's actually the Akashic Records. 
Oh, um, I see. No, that makes sense now. Okay, that's just the name of it's the Akashic Records, but it's actually the Book of Life. That makes sense. Okay, I got gotcha. you. All right. Yeah, it's it's always fun. Like my friends who have zero <laughs> background in this, they're like the Akasha. What? They they just <laughs> they don't even really know how to say it. So it's totally cool. Um, I get it. And um, what's really fascinating, the Akashic part of it. So. I don't know how much you share here on your podcast in regards to about energy specifically, but the way that I view the world is the majority of us now, even science is now, is that everything is energy, right? Right, right. The desk that's in front of me, the chair that I'm sitting on, in addition to my body, we're all just operating at different levels. And the Akasha is actually energy that's around us at all times. And so when I say a prayer to kind of tap into the Akashic record, what I'm actually doing is tapping into energy that is around me, that is operating on a different vibrational level. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes total sense. I, I, I get that. And I think that's a lot of the way psychics actually work and how they gain their knowledge because they are, they're working with energy. The thing about the record that is different and unique is that we're able to go down to the like very root of what it is that's going on. Like the very, I call them soul readings because that's truly what they are. You know, they go down through the feelings and emotions, down into understanding what's actually going on. So it's always fascinating to me that I have like at different points of time, you know, my clients will be coming to me about one subject versus the other. And right now there's been a lot of, a lot of people coming to me about relationships. You know, COVID really, they put us pretty close to our partners. And so a lot of people are really trying to evaluate what's going on within their relationships. Right. And what's really beautiful about the records is that we can go in and we can really look at it from a soul level. You know, have you known this person in a past life? What What is this relationship about? How is it benefiting you? In what ways is it potentially bringing you down? You know, it really helps you to get a nice, like, wide-ranging, high-level view of what's happening. So it takes you out of the emotional. And it's always so incredible, the wisdom that comes through the records. Like, as a reader, I'm always intrigued to say, you know, I've had some clients who've brought some really intense problems to me. And, I mean... <laughs> I'm so glad that like this isn't me, you know, that I'm just a channel here. Right. Because um, I would I would never know or have the answers for them. But when I see this wisdom come channeled through and this wide picture of what's going on, it blows my mind. It's such a blessing to be a part of. It's really cool. Okay, so when you go in for like when somebody comes in and asks for an Akashic Records reading with you. How do you do it? You say you say a prayer, but how do you access that? I know it's kind of like a cloud, kind of what you said it, it reminds you of. Can anybody just gain access? I mean, is that just something only people that maybe have the ability or gifts that can do that? Tell me more about that part. Yeah. So when I first learned about the Akashic Records, it was in the midst of 2019, which was like, that was when all the doors were blown off. It was a huge time of spiritual awakening for me. And I was working with a lot of crystals and crystal healing. I've always been like a nerdy rock person. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had like rock shows for my parents when I was a kid, and they were nice enough to buy them from me. But um, I came across the Akashic Records, like the name, and I was immediately sucked in. And it was just like, what is this? And of course, you know, maybe you as well. When I heard this, I was like, 
man, you've got to be like a wizard or (laughs) someone that's super, you know, psychic or whatever the case may be. I was born into this life knowing God. I've always been extremely spiritual. I've always had miracles and things happening in my life, but I would have never considered myself to be someone who could, you know, hand quotations, read the Akashic Records. But really, once I started diving in and I got a hold of Linda Howe's How to Read the Akashic Records book and absorbed it in an afternoon, and then I just started going in and just checking it out. And the thing is, is that, yes, anyone can go into the Akashic Records. It used to be, like, way back when, only available to a select few. And of course, if you think about it, like, that would make sense, right? Because there's a lot of power. You know, we've certainly had people who've been able to, you know, within our religious history, who've said, oh, well, I've tapped in here, and this is what God says, and so this is what we need to do for their own benefit, you know? Right. And so within the Akashic Records, there were only specific people who were able to access it, but it has very much been opening up. I would say that there are particular people who are more naturally attuned to it, and I know that in my own growth and development, I've learned that I've been reading the Akashic Records for a lifetime. This is something I have done for a very long time and something I'm supposed to utilize in this life. And you probably never knew you were doing it. Um, but why do you think it opened up? I mean, what change in the world or maybe the veil thinned? What was it that made it available for everyone? I think that the consciousness of our planet needs to rise. And that's why spirituality in so many different ways and modalities Mm -hmm. and through different beings and all kinds of things have really started coming in to our everyday over the last 30 years. Okay. This is happening because we as a collective need to begin reconnecting to source, need to begin reconnecting to ourselves more than anything. And so people like myself, you know, there's a great awakening that's happening right now. And it's happening through a variety of things, right? Some people find it through Reiki. Some people find it through a psychic or a medium or, you know, some other kind of energy work. There's so many different mediums. The Akashic Records, I think what has happened is that it has just started opening up to more people because of the amount of knowledge that can be shared the amount of healing that can be shared. Because the thing is, is that like when I go into the records for someone, the energy that comes through is healing energy. Mm. And it works on you for days afterwards. You will always have that like energy in your recordings. But then also through my readings, and I know through some of the other uh, readers that I've known, like we actually do healings in the midst of the records if we're led to. Um, It's such a beautiful modality. There's a number of different things that we can do in the records. It's not just getting knowledge. It's very much about healing because as far as I'm concerned, that's the number one thing that we're here to do on this planet and in these lifetimes is to heal. I will say though, and I will throw out the caveat that I have known several folks who wanted to go into the records and try to tap into it. And they literally kind of come up to this sort of gate and they're told like, you need to go heal more before you come back. Or you need to spend like different things like that before the gates are opened to them. Well, okay, Um, so let me ask you this. Why would someone benefit from an Akashic reading? You know, if somebody said, hey, Anna, please do a reading for me. 
you went in, what could you tell them? What could you find for them? And maybe you can kind of give me an example of one you've done or whatever, you know, you want to share with me. Sure. I think it just, you know, it's it's such a wide array. It really kind of all comes back to, again, healing. And healing happens in different ways for different people, depending upon what it is that they're working on. For example, one of my clients recently, she was with someone that she was deeply connected to. They had a child together, but their relationship didn't work out. And for 30 years, she has truly wrestled with what is going on with this relationship, why it didn't work out. She Mm -hmm. feels enormous love for this person. And he's just kind of been a lost soul, if you will. Oh, wow. Um, And when we went into the records to get a better understanding of what was going on, it was really beautiful. They have a very strong connection. They have spent many lifetimes together. And actually, in this lifetime, they chose that they would come into this lifetime and he would leave her and sacrifice his life so that she could actually step into her power. And she is a shaman. She's a master healer. She is amazing. Wow. But she would have never done this if she would have stayed with him. And so he had to leave her. And why he is such a lost soul is because, of course, he has no understanding of what it is that's going on. Right, well, yeah, we're not given because I do think that we think, hey, I think I'll go down to earth and reincarnate and have parents that aren't really in my life or I'll um, have a husband who cheats on me or maybe I'll have a child that passes away or whatever. Nobody w- would say, oh, yeah, I want to do that. You know, of course you wouldn't. But in that perfect state of your spirituality up there, you know, when let's just call it heaven, whatever we want to call it. I can see why someone would say, that's how I can grow. And then somebody else might say, yeah, let's go together. And then you're like, okay, but you don't remember that when you come here, right? Correct. Absolutely. I'm sure you've heard of like soul contracts. Right. Yes. And so they made a soul contract that this is what was going to happen. But what's also really beautiful about this is that even though he is sacrificing in her life, he is actually also really growing as a soul by that sacrifice by going through the pain and the disconnect and the loneliness that he's going through. Mm. And they will absolutely, I was able to see that they will be coming back together in a future life when they're both on equal ground because they were not beforehand. So okay, that's cool. Something. Yeah, this is something for her. I mean, she had been like trying to get understanding about for, like I said, 30 years and it completely like it changed her life. And it's just, you know, it gave her her joy back. It gave her understanding because, of course, he's still in her life because they have a child together. And just in regards to how she talks to him and how she communicates with him and those sorts of things. So that's just kind of an example. You know, some of the other things is actually like I've been able to go in and clear out energy for people that is holding them back. Oh, nice. Keeping them sick. And so, you know, the records will lead me through those things. As I mentioned, I've been doing this for a lifetime. So (laughs) it's always really cool when you're like, okay, so we're going to do this now. I'm like, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like you said, uh, I, I, you know, you wonder if really, Anna, I wonder if you just truly didn't know that's what you were doing. I mean, you knew you were tapping into something. You knew you had some kind of knowledge of people's lives and, you know, some of their difficulties and how they could be fixed or whatever. You had no idea that's what you were doing until you went back and you're like, oh, that's what I was doing. I gotcha. (laughs) 
Well, I'll tell you, you know, once I came to understand the energy in the records, because it's very different. And when I first started touching into the records, I would get so nauseous because it was so intense. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, it took me a little while to, to calibrate. <laughs> and I'm talking like several weeks to get used to it. Wow. Um, some of my friends who are readers, like they were maybe Reiki practitioners or had been working with energy beforehand, so they didn't have as much of a learning curve. But for me, it was really like night and day. I literally felt like I was being thrown in a dryer <laughs> wow. um, on some days. But once I got used to that energy, I remember one day when I was praying, you know, praying to God, universe, whomever, whatever someone would like to call it, I, I was just really immersed in my prayer, and I realized, like, the energy was very much the same. Like, I realized I was in the records without even saying the prayer to go into the records. Because, you know, like we talked about from the beginning, it's about vibration. It's about frequency. And we're really just tapping into different ones when we go to different places. So... No, that's exactly what um, I interviewed a near-death experiencer, Dr. Mary Helen Hensley, and she does actual frequency work now, and I totally believe in, in that kind of work. But now, Anna, for you, are you psychic? What is your gift that gives you the ability right now to do this? I know that you do the Holy Fire Reiki sessions, and I know that you know, you've, you've offered your clients maybe some astrology or numerology kind of thing, but tell me what it is about you, you know, that is your gift. Well, honestly, I think it's just that I'm an open and willing vessel and have been since I was a young kid. I think that all of us have all of the gifts. You know, really the way that I look at gifts, and when I talk about them, you know, the clairs, clairaudience, clairsentience. Right. Um, so hearing, feeling, seeing, knowing, all of us have them. It's just that the majority of us haven't used them for lifetimes or they've been stifled down, you know, when we were kids. It was like, Mom, this person makes me feel weird. You know, this man across the street. And they're like, no, no, honey, he's fine. And then they find out, you know, that he's whatever. Right. You know, they're just, they're stifled down. So I like to kind of look at them more so as skills because it's more something that we have to kind of work out. You know, even people who come into this lifetime being able to see and communicate with spirits, like they still have to learn how to manage those skills. Oh, you know? absolutely. Um, oh, yes, absolutely. So it's, just a, it's just a different, you're either learning how to strengthen them and use them or you're learning how to manage them. For me, a clear audience, like hearing is my most natural gift. Um, but that wasn't even something that I knew until I started tapping into the record. But it's interesting for me, hearing also, it's like a multi-sensory experience. I'm hearing and seeing, feeling and knowing all at the same time. Oh, wow. And it's different every time I go into the records. Because, of course, if you think about it, you know, the person that I'm reading for, their energy is different. And so mine is acclimating to theirs. So if I read, or like the woman that I was talking about, you know, with the 30-year heartbreak, she's a master healer. And when we were, you know, when I was reading for her, I mean, both of us were laughing because I was like vibrating off my chair. Wow, <laughs> um, wow. You know, and it was super clear and it came to really strong because our two energies together were so powerful versus someone who has like no sort of experience or knowledge or anything like that. I can still communicate just as clearly. It's just a different experience. So it's a little bit different every time. Honestly, the way that I really look at it is just like, I've been praying since I was a kid to be used. I knew coming into this lifetime that I wanted to help people mm -hmm. and I didn't know how. And I was willing to be used however that meant. 
you know, in whatever way. And even now, I mean, so much of what it is that I do, my big thing is always like, I put my ego aside right? Yeah. and just be a clear channel. I mean, being a clear channel, it's not easy. You know, I have to watch what I eat. I have to take extra care of myself. I have to do these things and I'm happy to because I'm doing it for my clients so that when I meet with them, I'm the clearest that I could be, if that makes sense. No, it totally makes sense. And, and kudos to you for keeping yourself as healthy as possible. Yeah. So that, you know, you can uh, see clearly and, and hone into it because that is incredible. And I love the idea of it. I would assume everyone and every soul has one. I just, you know, is it a feeling you get? Do you get words? What do you get from them? I mean, I'm, that's my thing. How do you transcribe what you get? Yeah. So when I'm in the records, kind of like I mentioned, it's different for every person and every time. Right. A lot of times I will get, uh, in the beginning, I got a lot of visuals, which Oh, okay. Sounds really cool, and it is really cool, but I'm <laughs> my brain moves really quick, and I'm the person who will like point at the microwave and be like, "Shut the oven." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. um, I, ha- I had to work really hard at like translating that correctly, and so very quickly they bring in, you know, they started bringing in. I would start seeing a lot of words, and often I see like lines and replies and answers to what it is that we're asking. Um, sometimes it's coming like straight through my ears. Sometimes it's totally coming through my heart. It's just this feeling. I mean, I've done readings before where I just erupt in tears because I tap into the question that they're asking. And I mean, they're asking me a very surface level type of question, but I can feel into the root of it and all the pain that's underneath it. Oh, wow. Um, okay. And again, it's just a little different. And then I think too, like the clear cognizance, I mean, you know, people will be asking me things or we'll be in conversation and it's just like, boom, I know, I know this without even having any kind of legitimate on paper reason to know the answer to this. And I've always been that way. When I was a kid, my parents would ask me questions and I would have the answers and they'd walk away and I'd be like, A, why did they ask me that? And B, like, how the heck did I know that? (laughs) Yeah, no, that's, and they weren't frightened by you, which is good. You know, your head didn't spin around and you didn't shoot out pea juice, right? So, (laughs) so, or pea soup is what I meant. But now I know that you said in one of your interviews on your podcast, you were talking to somebody about being a recovering perfectionist. So I'm sure that probably actually helped you in your pathway to this. Well, you know, um, I don't know if in that podcast you heard me talk about Brene Brown's definition for perfectionism. Um, I didn't hear that part. I just remember you talking about it. So no, I didn't hear that. What's First of all, I'm not going to be able to probably do it great justice. So I highly recommend anyone go Google it. Um, but basically what she says is perfectionism is just us trying to keep ourselves from experiencing shame. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Blew my socks off when I read that. I was just like, whoa, <laughs> that's true. That's profound. You know, something that I found with myself, and of course, I have so many people who come to me and are asking me questions as well, because a lot of people are waking up spiritually, and a lot of people are waking up to their gifts, and they're wanting to step into them. And when we do that, you know, like, the biggest hurdle that we have to overcome is trusting ourselves and trusting our intuition. And at some point in time, that perfectionism has to be booted because it it prevents us from really being able to connect. So 
You, I mean, it's a very vulnerable thing, you know, if you think about it for yeah. like a psychic to sit down and be like, yeah, you know, your mother's doing this or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. And I, um, I totally agree with you. People trying to be perfect. And I interviewed a couple who just left the Mormon church and they were constantly trying to perfect themselves within the church, you know, with each other. And it got so stressful and so anxiety ridden in their home and one day the husband just said, I can't take this. This just can't be right. And then all of a sudden he started really doing his research and lo and behold, they left the Mormon church. And And I agree with why they did for their family. Sometimes that strive for perfectionism is the worst thing you can do for your soul to progress, for yourself to progress, I think. So good for you and good that you listened to Brene Brown. Yeah, absolutely. I think that was fantastic. So if somebody comes to you and says they want a reading, what can they expect from you? I know it's more about healing, but would you just go in and say, okay, I'm going to take 20 minutes with you or 30 minutes with you or an hour or whatever you do. And this is what we, you know, you ask me a question and then I'll try to give you an answer. And if I don't give you an answer, I'll give you what you need. Is it kind of like that? Is that how it all works? So the cool part about the records is that you always get exactly what you need in that session, even if you don't realize it at the time. Okay. So that is true. But what's interesting is that, like, with the Akashic Records, I mean, like, you can go in for anything, really, as long as it's self-focused. I mean, you can go in and find out things about yourself, you know, like, what holds you back, what is your purpose, you know, find out about maybe why you haven't met your soulmate or your partner. But you can also go in and learn all about your business because your business has its own Akashic record. You can go in oh, wow. for your pet and find out about your pet's Akashic record. You can do it for your home. As long as your name is on at least the lease, even if you don't own it, then you can go into the Akashic records for your home. You can go into them for like national monuments and things that like for states and cities and <laughs> everything has an Akashic record. So wow. you can go into the records for anything that you would want. When people come in to, like, you know, when they book a session with me, basically I send them some information about the best ways in which to craft their questions so that when we sit down and they present their questions, you know, that we can kind of get the most done. But at the same time, when I open up a session with people, they channel through like a general message for them. And that message, it's always dead on for what's really going on with this person. Oh, um, wow. It's really beautiful. Yeah. And then people can either ask questions to go deeper on what it is that, you know, they brought forward, or we can jump into their questions they have. And of course, I'm guiding them throughout the whole process. So sometimes, you know, I'll be really led, like, I feel like we should dive in here deeper, or I feel like there's something more to explore. But as a client, like you kind of get to, you know, to run it the way you would like. So it's similar to kind of going to like a psychic or something and that like you're coming to them for specific things. Okay. Um, okay. Now, what can happen within the session, you know, like I mentioned, I've been led to do healings and, and shift energies and do those sorts of things. Those are the surprises. <laughs> oh, well, that's um, great, though. So there, that's another thing. I know that your podcast is fantastic. I've been listening to it. I love learning all the different things because it's not just about the Akashic Records. It's about so many other things. Why don't you tell my listeners where they can find you, what's new that's going on with you, and to learn about you? Yeah, absolutely. So you can go to AnnaHendricks.com. And I am everywhere on social at AnnaHendricks.com. 
You can find my podcasts on Facebook and Instagram, but everything is really linked out from my personal website. You can find my offerings there if you're interested in a reading. My podcast is also plugged in there, so you can, like, you know, just go ahead and listen. You can find the Soul Driven Podcast on um, iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. And one of the things that I'm most excited right now is I just launched the Soul Driven Collective. So it is a community extension of the podcast where we're really going to just kind of continue taking a deep dive on melding the spiritual with the everyday. I'm excited to bring things like my monthly readings to that community live and have them join in and ask questions. We'll be doing like card polls and just having fun. But in addition to like having our like Q&As with our guests, you know, having access to them to ask questions and being involved and just doing a number of different things. I have a lot of plans for like workshops and just all kinds of stuff, but For me, community is so important. You know, I've always been looking for community my entire life in regards to being able to hang out with people who are seekers, who are interested in spirituality. It doesn't matter where you're at on that spectrum. Um, And engage and learn from each other in a safe environment. You know, where like there are no dumb questions and no one's going to tell you that you're wrong or those sorts of things because I think that there's learning in everything. So that's why I was like, you know what, uh, I'm going to be asking you these questions because I have no idea. And you were like, hey, no, you just ask away because like you said, there's no dumb questions. So so you've got that going on. And now do you do you a podcast every week? Is it, you know, tell us more about your podcast and what you cover there. Yeah. So my podcast is every week, every Wednesday. I do interviews and I also do discussions, which is a newer segment where we take one topic with one specialist and just geek out. And this is like, (laughs) I'm sure that you know, it's like, I love telling the story about how someone came into their purpose or their gifts or what it is that they're doing. Yeah. And for my audience, I feel like that's such a crucial piece of the puzzle. But being able to share that story plus geek out on what they do within, you know, a digestible (laughs) episode was really tough. And so I decided to break those up. Um, yeah. And it also, like, you know, feeds my own inner nerdiness to just be able to learn more. One of the, I did a recording just this week uh, with a woman, and we're geeking out about angels. So that episode is awesome. Nice. Um, nice. Very yeah. excited to I'll share that one. It. So, And what I'll do is I'll put a uh, link in my show notes for your website and I think you said they can reach you anywhere there. They can listen to your podcast there. They probably can click on your social media sites as well. And you have taught me a lot, girl. It's so fascinating to me to hear about all these new things. I didn't expect my podcast to be as much about some of this new agey stuff, but it sounds like this stuff's been around forever, though. This is like the book of life and the Bible. Uh, yeah, it's been around a while. Yeah, it's been around a long time. You know, and I think that there's something there for all of us, you know, on whatever Again, just whatever, you know, spectrum someone's on, whether they're like just at the very beginning and they've got some questions or someone who's been doing this for years, you know, and they want to learn about a different modality. And that was really like why I created my podcast, because we explore that intersection between living a soulful and spiritual life in a driven and ambitious world. So it's, it's all of these things that are going on, but then bringing them down into the everyday. So it's not so out there that no one can understand, but 
so that there's still plenty there for those who do have more experience or understanding. Absolutely. And, and that's why I wanted you on my podcast, because when I was listening to yours, I was like, oh, well, I understand it now. I get it with other things. And I knew you'd be so helpful in explaining this to me, because like I said, I, I'm just so ignorant when it comes to the Akashic Records. Just know from other people that they existed. And I was like, I got to get an expert in here. And you were, you were the lucky person. But no, Ana, you have been fantastic. And I can't thank you enough for joining me today. No, thank you so much for having me. And thank you so much for sharing this as well with your audience, because I think it's so important that people do start understanding that there are different ways to connect out there. And so I've also enjoyed your podcast. Thank <laughs> um, you. <laughs> so we share that very much. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening to mine. And guys, listen, like I said, I'll link all of her information in my show notes. And Anna, thank you again. Thank you. If you like what you heard, please leave me a five-star review. It'll help my podcast out and more people will be able to listen. Also, I am a novelist and write paranormal romance. All my books are available on Amazon.com, so check me out. And you can also reach me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you guys all for your support, and I'll talk to you next week.